Hey guys, John here. Go on ahead, do us this big, huge favor. Go over to Spotify, go over to Apple Podcasts, go over to wherever you guys get your podcasts from. Rate us over there. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe button. Also do a comment below. And we're going to be doing our Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4 Season 1 review. I have Alex with me, I have Will with me. Let's do this. All right. So, how's everyone doing tonight? Doing well. Friday. I'm so happy. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to put up, put up with the kids bullying you anymore or anything like that. You can be your own man now. It's now the weekend. You know, I'm I'm actually feeling good about this. This is the Obi One uh, Season One Episode Four review. How you doing over there, Will? I'm doing pretty good. I just Alex, I was just gonna say, you know, if you ever want to walk up to your kids and be like, you will sit down, like I asked you to. You will be quiet now. And when you you've confused them, homework. And when you've confused them thoroughly, when you start doing it to all the kids, eventually they just go home to our moms and be like, Mom, he keeps doing this finger thing at me for some reason and telling me I'm gonna do stuff. Oh, I don't no. know what that means. I, I hope a kid does not tell their parents that Mr. Haynes does the finger thing to me. Like, no. Okay, and so I, finger wave. No, that's the last thing. I can just I see them going, describe the finger thing to me. What do you mean by the finger thing? Why does Mr. Haynes do the finger thing to me? What? Thing? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely well, anyway. <laughs> well, anyways, like I said, this is going to be our uh, episode four review. So, you know, I'm just going to give a little bit of a recap. So having escaped Vader, or Obi-Wan, and Tala... And pretty much they ended up going into the stronghold on the ocean moon of Noor in the most uh, fire system to res- uh, rescue Layla, now being interrogated by Reva for details on the path. So this is, of course, t- uh, after the events that actually happened where Obi-Wan gets dragged into the fire. We wind up seeing his arm burnt up. We wind up seeing him pretty much trying to recover from his burns. But we also get to see visions of stuff that... Uh, Anakin's actually going through at the same time that he's going through his healing phase and stuff like that too. So I like how they incorporated that. Everyone's like, oh, I'm a little confused because of the fact I thought Jedi's weren't supposed to have dreams. I said, I said this, it's not a dream, it's a vision. There's a difference between visions and dreams. They can sense each other's abilities and that's what's happening. He's Seems sensing like dream uh, fighting. Right. <clears throat> but anyways, um, I thought this episode was better than the last episode, to be honest with you, because the last episode I didn't really like that much, all except the Vader Vader and Obi-Wan fight. That was my favorite climax of that episode. With this one, I liked how they gave the groundwork where you wind up seeing a rescue mission for Layla. So I like that. There's a little small nitpick about this because of the fact Layla gets kidnapped as a kid, and then in episode four she gets kidnapped again. So it's a little bit of a continuity thing, but it's a little small thing that I just have to get over myself. I allow the series just to be its own thing versus, you know, going with continuity within this uh, thing. So that's just my little part, my little beef, but that, you know. But anyways, what about you guys? What did you guys think? Alex, you go ahead, man. Start off. Oh, okay. I, I like this episode. I didn't think it was as good as episode three, but I really loved episode three, so it's kind of hard to for this one to compete with it. It seemed more like a, not a filler episode, but like a, like, okay, let's calm down a bit after that, that the past craziness. So you got a lot of, you know, build up for what uh, episode five and six will bring. I 
enjoyed seeing the inside of the Inquisitor's base. That was cool. And I liked how I liked how their planet is full of water as opposed to Darth Vader's planet, which is full of lava. I mean, so they're not full-on Sith Lords yet. Like, hey, when you guys get better at your job, you get a lava planet too. But for now, y'all just get water. But <laughs> I, I really like them. I liked that Princess Leia didn't snitch. She wasn't about to snitch on the homies while she was being interrogated. She wasn't giving them nothing, which was cool. Even even through the when Reva was trying to do the mind trick on her, she was like, is this a staring contest? I'm like, that's my girl. She ain't no rat, and I appreciated that. Um, I also liked how Obi-Wan, he was he's trying to his muscle memory starting to come back with how to use his lightsaber in the forest, starting to deflect some blaster bolts. I was so proud of him. Like, look at you, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Back to back to your old ways almost, deflecting and all that. So it's exciting to see. Um, I'm looking forward to episode five after watching this. This was Nice little build up to it. So I got, I do have questions. Like, first of all, who taught Reva how to do in, interrogation? Because you cannot interrogate a child the same way you would a full grown adult. And so the fact that she kind of came at her, like, okay, so all that Leia has ever known Ben as is this Ben Kenobi. He never referred to himself as Obi-Wan to her. He's always referred to himself as Ben Kenobi. So then when Reva says, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi is dead, you know, my first thought was, why wouldn't she sit there running around like, who's Obi-Wan? Like, what? Like, you know. He, he was called Obi-Wan a couple of times in episode three. I think he was called he was called Obi-Wan by an old boy in uh, at the deal in episode two. Mm-hmm. I remember but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And, and, and I mean, I guess she could have put it together that he was Obi-Wan and Ben at the same time. But what he always spoke to her was always he introduced himself as Ben Kenobi. And so it's just interesting how that plays out. But then um, just, you know, she was just really, Reba, just, it just felt like she was getting frustrated because like her tactics weren't working. I understand, yeah, the mental thing, which could be something leading to the fact that, okay, even though Leia doesn't understand that she's force sensitive yet, you know, she was unintentionally using the force to keep her out of her head. You know, mm-hmm. so I thought that was interesting. But then, of course, you kind of—I I, kind of knew whatever she ha- was handling the robot, what was going to happen at the end, uh, and how that played out. Because like she's handling that robot a lot for somebody that's trying to torture somebody. Now, of course, she could have been like, "I could take this robot as my own robot, and then you wouldn't have a robot anymore." And then maybe that, because I'm thinking as much as much as that robot meant to Leia, that could have been something a little bit more dangerous, dangerous for her. Is to take something that's precious to her that means something to her. It's like, I'm going to take it. You can't have it back. I'm going to take your toy, young lady, and you won't be getting it back until you tell me where the rebels are. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But and then I got questions about like uh, laser-proof glass. And uh, in, in temples and stuff, it's just like, why would no one sit there and think with the contractors like, hey, this portion is going to be underwater. We need to make sure that there's no way this glass gets broken. You know, like it, it'll be OK if we shoot it. Right. Like, yeah. Like, can we shoot this well, with lasers and it not kill us? And they're like, well, yeah, we kind of save some money on that one. Went to the Home Depot of the, uh, <laughs> of, the of the of the Star Wars universe and just got regular tempered glass. So, you know, if a laser hits it, it might break and you might drown. <laughs> 
you know. But I mean, just, exactly, and that, they also think of them as expendable anyways. So yeah, but other than that, I mean, I I, I thought it was interesting when we saw the tombs. Uh, at least that one little youngling that had his helmet on kind of remind me of a little boy that was uh, that says to Anakin, Master Anakin, Master Skywalker, they've come over to take over the temple. Whatever are we gonna do? And then he lights up the saber, and he just like I'm thinking that kid was the one that got jacked. And that's kind of how that played out. Like that little kid was the one that was in the thing when Obi Wan is oh. like, "This isn't a, this isn't a temple. This is a tomb," you know. And so it's interesting how they did. Y'all notice by the way the amount of red and black to where you had multiple Vader helmets in doorways. Uh-huh. Like for example, when they when he walked when they walked in and you yeah. see the lightsabers on the side and stuff. Like basically, he was like multiple Darth Vader helmets. And I love the fact that they conventionally kept Vader away until the point where Obi Wan escaped. Like Vader's in the system; he's not too far away. And this dude, we just saw at the beginning of the episode. It's like, so we're having this force connection pain. You, I, I've been burned so bad that my burns have burns on them. And then Obi Wan's been burned. And now we're sharing that pain. But it's like, you would think that Vader would have been like, why is Obi-Wan near here? I must go. And so like halfway through it, feels like that. And then, of course, you know, Reva getting her best little uh, Kylo Ren on. Traitor! <laughs> and to be honest with you, I'm glad that we got Vader at like the very end. Because, you know, we know that he's in this universe. He doesn't need to be in every single shot. I feel like that this show can actually extend on its own merit with just Obi-Wan and have the normal cast and then put in Vader when you need to have him. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a very good job, especially with Reva. I thought that now she understands if she does something wrong that pisses him off because of the fact that she wants to do everything she can to please him. And now she knows what it's like if she goes against him now, because now she knows that she can actually die if she makes the wrong move now. Because before it was like, oh, I'm going to kill Obi-Wan for you, sir, so the way I can uh, better serve you. Now, on the other hand, now she has more of a, th- now it's more of a threat mm-hmm. now, realizing that she can't do what she thought she was going to do to try and please him. Because the only way to please him is if he winds up killing Obi-Wan himself. And if she's the reason he has the ability to do so. Right. I think, I th- I feel like, you know, it's going to be a good lesson for her and just for people in general that don't really know that much about Darth Vader, how tortured he is as a character. Cause like, even if he were able to kill Obi-Wan, like I wouldn't ease his suffering at all. And like, just no matter how much you try to please someone like Darth Vader, you're never, they're never going to be like, Oh, Reva's so awesome. Heck yeah. I'm all about Reva. Darth Vader's never going to do that. He's still going to be really short fused and just any slight little error will just give him a reason to just choke her to death. Like, I feel like she's going to learn that the hard way. I'm still holding on to my theory that she wants to kill Darth Vader personally and that's why she wants to get close to him to once gain her gain his trust but if that's not what they're doing she's gonna have a harsh lesson because like in the darth vader comics it it never looks good for people that try to get on darth vader's good side the best side to stay on darth vader is away from him to not work with him at all and if you have to you don't even 
interact with them. Just follow the orders and don't try to do anything extra. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting too that the way she got out of being forced choke was by saying, "I let them escape. I have a tracker on them, and so wherever they go, we'll know where they're going." And so it's interesting too because somebody so I'm like, "Well, that makes no sense," you know. That's it, like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. He let Obi Wan go in the last episode when the fires came up. I mean, he could have thrown troopers on top of that fire if he wanted to, and gone after Vader, but he didn't. He let him go for whatever the reason. He let him go in addition to the fire and the flames and we were reminded of the pain that he went through, whatever the reasons were. Um, he let him go too. So it's like, okay, it's strategic in this case that if we know where they're going, then we can find the other rebels. We can find the other things. We can find all this other stuff and get more, take more of the resistance out. Hey, sir. Silence. To be honest with you, yeah. Okay, sorry, I had it on mute for a minute because I was drinking something. But uh, what I was trying to say was this: I think it's a strong, it's a great power play. To be honest with you, to be able to get them close enough to where they can actually take them out, like Alex said. And I don't understand why people are complaining about that. Whenever Riva is going to do anything that she can in her power to do what she needs to do to get her job done, and that's how she is. And to be honest, I think that she's actually a smart character. She actually knows the motivation that she wants to do and what she wants to do. And I think that with her putting the tracker on there, that's actually a smart James Bond move. They never they, Here's the thing. You never see that in Star Wars movies where they put a tracker on the good guy's ships or anything like that. So that's something new that they infiltrated on there. So that's something that I really liked about that was the fact that they she did like a James Bond power move. In a Star Wars uh, thing is like, oh no, they got away. No, 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 they didn't get away. I got this. So I like that. And then, you know, I thought that uh, the interrogation scene with Layla was re- really good. It's just that the way that Reva was trying just to interrogate her to break her to the point where she'll actually rat out everybody. I knew that Layla wasn't going to do that because that's just not her, and that's not how she's going to do any do it. But it just pissed off Riva even more because she couldn't get to her. So no I like that as well. No it just gets ditches. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it's interesting as well that when you see that moment where she says, okay, well, I, I'll tell you as soon as I tell my father first. So it's kind of an idea. It's like if I get free, basically, I'll let you know what's going on. Except that's not obviously Riva's plan is not to do that. So, of course, you know. You're pretty smart, you know. You think you're smart. You think you're brave, don't you? You know that type of thing. And so, uh, what do you think about old girls uh, telling telling Reba where, giving her to misplay, telling her, "Oh, they're located here," you know, when they really weren't located there at all. Because I believe that was on a separate planet with a separate group of resistance that was on there at one point, not the same thing. So. Sorry, my dog was just sitting next to me, staring, and he was starting to, starting to whine at me. Okay. He, he, you want to talk about Obi-Wan, too? Like, what was your Obi-Wan. favorite scene? What's your favorite? <laughs> this is Baron, and he loves oh. Obi-Wan. What, what's your favorite scene, Baron? He liked it when Darth Vader started choking Reva. <laughs> <laughs> that was this, that was an intense scene. I knew I I loved the the anger that was showed on Vader. He was walking like a 
pissed Dude. off mm-hmm. parent. They just that walk. That walk that rivals, was, yeah. That walk rivals like a Vince McMahon walk, walking down a thing, just like that super, just boom, boom, boom. Like I am not yes. happy. I am not. I am. I am not. This is not going well. He was here, and you let him go. Type walk. He was just like boom. Like he came through the door like four choking, just instant choking. Who? Like, where, where's Where's my choker? Like there he didn't wake Why? up. Yeah, like he didn't wake up and choose violence. He was already sleeping in violence before he woke up. He is violence. Yeah, that was. I, I, I love. I, I love how Darth Vader is being portrayed in this show so far, and I hope they keep it up. I hope this eventually leads to a Darth Vader series. I know all pretty much all the movies revolve around Anakin Skywalker and the Skywalker saga, but you don't really get to see that side of Darth Vader much. Like you only know him from the the original trilogy so you don't get to see the the real scary side of him we just been getting glimpses of it with these mm-hmm. episodes I, I hope we see more and i mean you know they get they're paying hayden christensen however much they're paying him and all the time we really see him and that one moment where obi-wan had the hallucination of him and mm-hmm. then in the in the box to take they have confirmed that hayden is the one that's under the makeup in the box to take but then when he's in the suit it's a totally different person He's so, getting paid though. But he's getting oh yeah. Yep. Hey, just no put on there. this suit and walk around and James Earl Jones is gonna voice you. Cool. Give me my money. All right. <laughs> Respect to him. Easy payday. Easy. But yeah, I definitely liked how Darth Vader was just angry and pissed off and walking over there, like, how dare you disobey me? Kind of thing, and now I need to punish you for what you did. Because you know, you you reached outside of your limits and now you have to I pay the price, but if it wasn't for her trying to get him to stop force choking her, he, she would have died right there, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, so, I was uh, like, what was your I thoughts? Was, I was like, are they legit about to kill Reva right now? Like that would be a power move for this show. It's gonna. I don't think they really built up the other two Inquisitors enough to just kill off Reva like that because we we only know the fifth brother. And then we don't even know which sister the other Inquisitor is. She's just present. And you notice, you notice when old girl, the secret, the agent person, the double agent, snuck in, and you notice the guard when she said to him, "Oh, well, should I tell the Grand Inquisitor that you didn't allow me in with this information?" And he didn't respond with what I thought he would have responded with, which was, "Well, <laughs> we know you're lying now because the Grand Inquisitor is no longer with us." I was thinking that he wasn't aware of the fact that the Grand Inquisitor is no longer there. So yeah. that's why I feel like more so than Reva's death. If Reva dies, I feel like it will be at the hands of the Grand Inquisitor, not at the hands of Vader. Yeah, I think he's coming back. Like I, I think he's going to show up somewhere. Like she's going to get ready to go do something, thinking she's going to help Vader, and all of a sudden you see that other lightsaber come across her neck. It's just gonna be like. He just comes flying in on his helicopter lightsaber that he has. <laughs> Did you just stab me? Motherfucker. <laughs> the fifth Inquisitor will be voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Mace <laughs> is the Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor. That's what that's what happened to Mace. That's what happened <laughs> to Mace. Grand I'm gonna infiltrate these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh dear. Then uh, I also like I, I like 
I like how this show is leaving me. Like, I don't know where it will lead to next. Because, you know, we know they have the tracker in her and Leia's little little droid. Like, are they going to lead him to the 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 path, the, the way? Or is, it, is we going to get, like, a big epic battle? Um, I hope Qui-Gon eventually shows up as a ghost or even just... Even just his voice, that's probably if if they do do that, it'll just be his voice. Because if he actually appears as Qui Gon, I'm gonna cry, like I'm gonna weep tears. And then I also feel like well, he has. A, I don't think he's ever gotten a full blown Force Ghost in it in the movies, has he? Mm. I know in the comics, I believe there he has his Force Ghost. Okay, but. Not li- not live action. Yeah. Be I also hope they tease Darth Maul, too. I know they said they're not going to, but I want them to. Hmm. But maybe they send Darth Maul in before the others get there to stall him or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, that'll be like, oh, who else would be looking for Obi-Wan besides Darth Vader? Oh, Darth Maul. He, we, we, like, we know he's still alive. Like, we have yet to see him again. Oh, in Solo. Not in Solo. Yeah. He was in the Solo movie. I don't know where... I don't know exactly where that is in the timeline of this show. But I, I would love to see Darth Maul come back. That's my all-time favorite Star Wars character. Well, and they fought... Mine too. They fought, they fought in uh, Clone Wars, didn't they? Yeah, they fought in Clone Wars. Yeah, they did. And then they fight for the last time in Rebels... I heard a rumor that Rebels is no longer canon, but I'm I could be wrong. If someone's watching in the comments that know about it, let me know. Yeah, I know that the old uh, Gideon Tadakowski uh, Clone Wars that they did that's not that's never they never considered that canon. It was supposed to play before the third episode, episode three, but then when it didn't, they said it was not canon to the Star Wars thing mm-hmm. anymore. And then it was before, of course, the CG Clone Wars that we've gotten since then. It is canon still. Rebels? Yep, Rebels is still canon. Oh, okay. So then that means the Grand Inquisitor is not dead. Unless it's a clone or something. Well, I say Grand Inquisitor was also in uh, the Clone Wars. Wasn't he at the trial of uh, Ahsoka? Clone Wars? I I haven't seen Clone Wars, actually. (laughs) I should should, should probably get on that. (laughs) Yeah, my my co-hosts have been telling me I need to watch it. I've been slowly watching it. And I know for a fact that that's a thing in one of the episodes. I believe Ahsoka ends up standing trial for something. And uh, the Grand Inquisitor is there during that. And he has a fight with her, I believe, and someone else there during that time. So, It's on hands. I'm, I'm, this episode, I thoroughly enjoyed. It wasn't, yeah, it was, it was more like it was a slower episode. There were some issues I had with it. I didn't like Carla handled the stealth, that, that, like that part seemed pretty sloppy. She's like, oh, I'm going to tell the Grand Inquisitor. And I was like, oh, well, she's caught because everyone knows the Grand Inquisitor is dead. I'm like, oh, I guess not. Or how I thought it was cool, too, but it was also kind of sloppy how she just totally choked out that one captain, like just behind the bookshelf thing. Palm strike. Just hit a stormtrooper with a palm strike. Like I'm like, did you break the helmet with that? Like how? That was like, like that would hurt you more, right? Or yeah, their, their armor just sucks, I guess. But yeah. I also liked how, um, yeah, yeah, it's just she just palm stroke, 
the the stormtrooper, even though I'm, Reba was still like somewhat in the hallway. Right. I was like, oh, she's still like right there, isn't she? Unless like, she just ran. Wouldn't she have been an earshot at least? Like <laughs> she would just she turn around like, and choke her. Like the uh, homegirl is homegirl is totally a traitor. Let me go back there. Yeah. But you know, th- those parts were a bit sloppy. Other than that, it was a good it was a good episode. I, I wasn't upset with it. I do have a question for you guys. Any theories on why all of the bodies down below? My theory um, is maybe there. it's leading up to what Palpatine does in the Rise of Skywalker movie. You know, does he have, like, clones of himself that he, like, takes the fort, like, but he needs, like, force-sensitive bodies to transfer his conscience to. Okay. So that's what, that's what I think is leading to, even though that movie sucks. <laughs> We still have to, mm-hmm. we still have to respect it as canon. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. It's just all pointing to that. But yeah, I definitely could see it probably going into maybe the clone stuff, where basically we have Palpatine uh, doing the clones. Just don't do the whole entire deal where we wind up having um, everything that happened in, you know, the Rise of Skywalker. You know, I just want, I just want them if they're going to do the clone stuff, just explain it to us. And the and stuff like that without having any connectivity with the last Star Wars movie and what he's been up to all this time. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like to see them tie that into. But that's just me. Um, but as far as this episode goes and stuff like that, I thought this was a solid episode. I thought it was entertaining. I liked it. Um, I like this better than the last episode that we had so far. The, um, episodes one and two was great, and the one and, and then of course episode four. Is actually comes in third place for me right now. So I definitely, uh, I'm definitely interested to see more, seeing what what happens next. Me too. Okay. Well, what do you think cool. overall? What do you think? Um, overall, I appreciated the episode. I think I appreciate the fact more so that we got to see more of this drama with um, Obi Wan trying to overcome himself and his fears and doubts and things like that. Like there's that one moment where he's sitting there trying to move the deal with the force and he's having a hard time moving it. And so, you know, that he, that he's just like, well, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. Uh, and, and, and she tells him, you know, basically that you, you know, you have to overcome yourself, mm-hmm. but it's okay for you to deal with this. Like, but you need to deal with it. Like, we got to go save this girl. Are you able to do that? He's like, yes, you know, I can do this, you know, that type of thing. So it's kind of heard you feeling guilty. Right, like whatever it is, you got to deal with, homie. You need to deal with this because if you don't, I ain't got time. We're going into a death trap no. situation right now, and so I mean, the fact that even with you know talking about the, the whose name I can't think of right now, but the one who snuck them in and was like she's telling it, she's talking to him, and then the old boy is like, "You're not in your proper station," and then you know, yeah, of course she goes in and just kind of does the choke out. Like I'm like, she is either a killer that we don't realize how powerful she really is or like she's just just straight up like WWE and these fools and we don't even know like she's just she, like choking she people out Tala stays ready to throw hands with people choke, choking people out and force striking stormtroopers and just pow and breaking necks and all this other crazy stuff and, uh, of course I don't know how I feel about like trying to sneak Leia out under a jacket and nobody being able to realize by his face or about the fact that he's literally holding this big old jacket just to cover her up. And like there's points where he's literally stopping and opening <laughs> the jacket up where she's poking out the side of it. I'm like, okay, can they give themselves away anymore? Exactly. Like, I, I, I like, get how it. How do you know? Like, how do you know she was there? 
Yeah, her head just poked out from under the coat, man. <laughs> Is coast clear? No. Oh. <laughs> like, let's get back in the ship and fly away before I go uncovering your head from the from the jacket there, you know. But yeah, um, I do think it was interesting. Of course, they kind of made me try to feel some sort of way about this person we just met when you know they came in the deal and they they you know. The fifth brother like throws the one deal at the one jet, and uh, Mr. O'Shea Jackson's character is it Ryokin? Is that uh, Ryokin? I think yeah, that's his name. Ryokin. Ryokin. Yeah, that's the way I remember it because it sounds like something off a Street Fighter. It's like Ryokin, you know. But anyway, so (laughs) he comes in. He's like, "Where's Wes?" And he's just like, "Oh, you know." It's like I don't know Wes well enough to care about him. Like he got blown up. Like it's a casualty of war to me. Like I get it. And then, of course, Darth Vader came and took the scene over, took it, took it over right off the bat. It's just like, thing. and then, then, of course, at the end, we see the robot. By the way, it's now being sold as a toy for like eighty or ninety dollars, I think, because of course they would sell it as a toy. Uh, but anyway, nice. uh, all of a sudden you see the little robot, and all the lights go from blue to red. It's just like, oh, it's a Sith bot now. It's a Sith bot. Totally Can you Sith make bot. it any less obvious that it's a, it's a Sith bot? Like, huh, your eyes are red now. That's a bad sign, right, Obi Wan? Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, it's just my red eyes. It's dying. Come out there. It's a droid equivalent of pink eye. It's the red. It's the red ring of death. That's all it it's, is. Gotta send that into the manufacturer no. for some credits. Oh, that just made me so sad because I've had my Xbox 360 since like I was 18. So how old? That's ten years. Wow, ten years. I have my Xbox 360, and it just recently gave me the red rings of death. And I'm like, no, oh, that sucks. It's, I want to play you for more. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm saying, I would. Yeah, I still played it. I'm like, oh, broke my heart. Broke my heart. Yeah, it's, it's like so losing my, a family member almost. almost. So my question, my question becomes now. Uh, and I know you. I know Alex. You mentioned the question about you know do they do they find the way, place it away, and do they find it? Do we get Corin Voss uh, in the next episode? Maybe do we get? And I'm like, if they take Leia home, and the robot stays with her, they're just going to show up at Senator Organa's house. Where's the way then? Like it seems to me like the smartest thing to do would be get Leia home because isn't that the whole point of your mission? Yeah. You know? And so it's like you just they track it at Senator Organa's house. And it's just like, uh, where is Obi Wan? Where are the rest of these? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my daughter who? was kidnapped. Yeah, my daughter was kidnapped, and um, yeah, some people brought her back, and I paid them good for it. You know, do you know who took them? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then <laughs> they just tra- they literally track it back to his house. No reason for Leia to continue to go with them any further. And all they need to do right. is get her home. But of course, that's what I, I- want to do. That right? Because I don't want to see it just being about Layla. I want to see stuff happening outside of Layla's story with Obi-Wan and let it focus on Obi-Wan without having to rely on Layla. Yeah. And can we see, can we see him get back to Luke before the last episode? You know what I mean? Like what's, what's Luke been going? Like, 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 like we all know Luke's going to survive, but like, it'd be really funny if he got back in episode six and like Luke, Luke almost fell into a Scarlet pit. He just lands (laughs) just in time to save him from Scarlet pit. Where, where's Luke? He did. He he fell in the, the hole. <laughs> he fell in the and then Uncle Owen blaming uh, 
blaming Obi-Wan. He goes, well, you've been spending too much time with his sister. Thanks to you. Now she, he's dead. Now, Luke, he was as important as Leia. now Luke's in the Scarlet Hole. Thanks to you that Obi-Wan has to go down to the Scarlet Hole and save Luke at the very end of the th- season there, very end of the episode. That's how we end it with Obi-Wan Dragon, not Luke Skywalker. And we just get the music tie off and da, 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 da. I still can't wait though because we gotta have the Duel of Fates play playoff because we know that's coming because they did that in the trailers they did the Duel of Fates and I'm like we gotta because if you remember Lucas talked about the fact they said the Duel of Fates was not originally supposed to be for the scene with Anakin and Obi Wan fighting before he fully becomes Vader it was meant to be a moment where it was gonna be Vader versus Obi Wan again and so it's like I, I wonder if we're gonna get that payoff like if we're actually gonna have the full-blown fight with a realized, fully reawakened, so to speak, uh, Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader with the Duel of Fates in the background finally. Well, I think that's everything that we wanted to capture for this review and everything. Uh, thank you, Will. Thank you, Alex, for, as always, for coming on and everything. I can't wait for us to dive into Episode 5 coming up soon and hearing disturbing sounds coming from Alex's room. So, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I'm doing, I assure you. The dog comes back in. It's like, I know. Alex, it's time to feed me now. And it's all feed like, me now, father. When, huh? when, did, when did the dog learn to speak? It's like, you will bow to me. You do not understand the power of the dark side of the force and puppies. The dark side of the puppies. <laughs> dark side of the puppies, Marion. Uh, he just started. Well, anyways, that's going to. But yeah, that's Go going to do it for tonight as far as our show goes and everything. Thank you again. And always up to next time, guys. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe button, the bell on the bottom right-hand corner to let you guys know when we have something new coming out. Also, too, go on ahead. If you email me at movielovesunite at gmail.com, if your sponsor would like to be on the show, just go ahead and reach out to me at movielovesunite at gmail.com. And always until next time.